Welcome back to the Parkinson's Road podcast. I'm your host, Tanya. Our words have power, and what we speak becomes our reality. Now, most of us try and speak to our friends and loved ones with compassion and kindness, but I want you to think about how you speak to yourself, especially when you find yourself struggling as people with Parkinson's often do. What reality do your words create for you? You will never speak to anyone more than you speak to yourself in your head. Be kind to yourself. Now you might remember from episode two that I'm the co-admin of two Facebook-based support groups, Parkinson's Road and Parkinson's Road Fitness Fund. And in my role as co-admin, I try to motivate and encourage members of both groups to start exercising, be consistent with their exercise, and to also try and increase the amount and intensity with which they work out. But I know that so many of you out there are still struggling with making exercise a priority in your life. But what I think you are actually struggling with is making yourself and your health a priority and I want you to change that. Since my diagnosis in 2015, I have made exercise a top priority in my life, and I believe firmly that my fitness has played a large role in the way my Parkinson's is progressing, or should I say not progressing. Can I say that I have actually slowed it down? I can't prove it, but what I can say is that when I look at myself and other people who have focused on making exercise a priority in their life versus those who haven't, there is an observable difference in how we are coping with the disease, both physically and mentally. I believe that fitness extends the limits of our abilities in all the areas we commonly associate with a life well lived. Your physical ability profoundly affects your confidence, your usefulness, your willingness, and your ability to participate in the activities of your life. Your fitness has a direct impact on your capability to lead a full and happy happy life. And yes, I said a full and happy life that includes having Parkinson's. Now, fitness is more than looking slim or having muscles. Being fit isn't exclusively about the physical aesthetic. It's also about emotional and mental health. Fitness to me means an overall state of optimal health and general well-being. And in order to achieve and maintain any level of fitness, you must make your health and your happiness a priority. And in order to do that, you have to see yourself as being worth the effort. And this is what I want to talk to you about today. I want to tell you about a concept that was recently introduced to me by my former running coach, Jillian Gertzen. In one of her Tip Tuesday vlogs on Facebook, she talked about the yin and yang of self-compassion, and it really struck a chord with me. It's something that I'm trying to implement in my life, and I believe that this practice is something that we all need to do for ourselves. When we are suffering especially if it is a struggle that we're having over a perceived failure or disappointment, we start an internal dialogue. And usually the message that we send to ourselves is something negative and critical because criticism and disapproval as a self-motivational strategy has been passed down from generation to generation. And despite knowing now that this is not an effective approach, we continue to do it. Think about that for a minute. Why would we think that putting ourselves down and making ourselves feel awful is a way to motivate ourselves? Let me give you an example. I didn't get to the gym like I planned to. I was tired and my symptoms were amped up. My meds weren't working. And I was using these all as excuses to not go. And then at this point, there's that voice inside my head that starts to say things like, 
you're a failure, you're a loser, you need to go to the gym, you're fat, you know, you're going to lose all your gains. And it's just a, a complete mess in there. And when you step back and look up at this objectively, most of us would think, why would, why would she make herself a priority when she's making herself feel she's not worth it? So the question is, is how do we shift our internal dialogue from one of self-criticism to one of self-compassion? And what is self-compassion? Self-compassion is simply reacting to our own suffering in the same way that we would react to other people's suffering. And rather than stuffing our emotions down and just getting on with it, we instead think, how can we comfort and care for ourselves in our moment of suffering? Just like in the first step in practicing compassion towards others is recognizing that the other person is struggling, the same goes for self-compassion. You have to recognize that you're having a hard time and you have to acknowledge it. Once you've taken that step, and as you notice that self-criticism starting, you need to stop and ask yourself, rather than criticize or put myself down, how can I comfort myself in this moment? How can I offer myself kindness? So let's use the gym example. But instead of me or you skipping a workout, it was your best friend. And in that moment, they were really struggling with that critical self-talk, just putting themselves down about skipping a workout. I want to think about the way that you would talk to yourself in that situation And then consider the reaction you would get from your friend if you spoke to them in the same way that you talk to yourself. To them, you would speak with understanding, compassion, and kindness. You'd say things to your friend like, don't beat yourself up about it. You've got this. You're doing amazing. Don't let missing one workout ruin it for you. And this is the same way we should speak to ourselves when we are struggling. That is what self-compassion looks like. But there are two sides to self-compassion. There's the yin and the yang. And just to briefly explain the concept of yin and yang, in ancient Chinese philosophy, yin and yang is the concept of dualism, describing how seemingly opposite or contrary forces may actually be complementary, interconnected, interdependent in the natural world, and how they may give rise to each other as they interrelate to each other. So for example, you cannot have the light without the dark. So when we think about the act of offering compassion to others, we often think about taking a soft, gentle approach. This is the yin side. This is the light side or the soft side of self-compassion. This is where we stop, we notice that critical self-talk, and then instead allow ourselves permission to just be with those difficult emotions without being consumed by them. We reassure ourselves that other people make mistakes too. We recognize that we are human and we are not perfect and that we are not alone in this imperfection. This is the side of self-compassion that comforts and soothes and nurtures us. So to go back to my gym example, I didn't go to the gym. I just didn't want to go and I was making excuses. Then that little voice inside of me starts to calm me down and I, you know, use, I criticize and disparage myself. This is the point where I would stop and take notice of the critical self-talk and change the dialogue to something along the lines of, you're doing the best you can. Don't worry about missing one day. You'll go to the gym tomorrow. It's going to be okay. Now, some of you might look at this softer side and think, well, isn't that kind of like making an excuse for yourself? But it really isn't. It's simply treating yourself in the same way you would treat a friend or love a loved one in their moment of struggle. But this does bring me to the other side. The other side is the yang side of self-kindness. This is the harder side of self-compassion. And it recognizes that we have to get past ourselves and we need to step up to the challenges that life presents us with. It helps us create healthy boundaries with ourselves and does not allow us to take the easy way out. This is the side of self-kindness that reminds us that we are worth the effort. And this is the message I want you to get. This is the voice that says, with love and kindness, no, you are not skipping the gym. 
you committed to a regular routine and not showing up for your workout is not showing up for yourself. This side does not make excuses. It makes the choices that serve our overall goals. Yin is how we soothe and comfort ourselves and it reminds us that we are not perfect and that that's okay. And Yang is keeping ourselves accountable and on track. Both sides are equally important and they bring balance to one another. Now, it's easy to get down on yourself and feel like you aren't worthy of being the number one focus of your own life. Sure, we aren't perfect. And yes, having Parkinson's adds frustration. It complicates our lives. It limits us in many ways. And oftentimes it makes us feel that we are unacceptable. But instead of judging and criticizing yourself for these quote unquote shortcomings, I want you to give yourself permission to just be imperfect and treat yourself with kindness. Speak kind words to yourself and know that you are worth the effort. I want to thank you for tuning into today's show. If you are interested in learning more about the practice of self-compassion, please visit Jillian's website at www.superu.ca and you can also find more information at self compassion.org. I would love to hear from you. So please find me on Facebook at the Parkinson's road podcast page. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Parkinson's road one. Please join me in my next episode as I will be sharing some very exciting news. So don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Before I go, I want to leave you with this quote from Stephanie Lahart. Go above and beyond for yourself. You do it for your family, friends, and colleagues, but don't forget about you. It's important to include yourself. You are worthy of your own kindness too. Until next time.